Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have none other than my dear friend who is simply misguided in his political beliefs, Shelly Winter, WSB radio superstar. Um, I heard the show is going very well. Uh, congratulations to you, sir. Thank you, brother. I can't say that your uh, being on here with you hasn't helped that. So thank you very much to the whole indisputable family. <laughs> thank you, man. All right, uh, we're going to talk about the filibuster, right? I don't want uh, to know what you know or believe about that topic. So if you would share your sentiment and I respond. Uh, well, I think that um, I think Kristen Cinema says it best. Honestly, she mm. says that you know if the idea is that we're going to push for the filibuster or push to get rid of the filibuster when it's tight or when it's tied or when we have a slight majority of one vote by the cast by the vice president, um, all things being equal, it's a dangerous game to play. And I agree with her on that. Um, as we know, the Republicans have been against the filibuster when when they're in, uh, in the minority and uh, Republic, uh, Democrats have been for the filibuster when they're in the minority. So it's, it's, a, it's a game that's played and I just think that Kristen Sinema said it best, it's not the game that you really want to play in order to force down, force down the throats of the American people. Something that is extremely unconstitutional. I will say this: there are some parts of both acts that they put together, John Lewis Act, Freedom to Vote Act. They put them together in the latest attempt to water it down. There's some things I'm for. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing where donors of dark money comes from. I, I wouldn't mind that. I honestly, God, I would not mind to see where Stacey Abrams' fair fight got $15.9 million from. I'd love to see her donors. So, um, but there's some things in it that I think are totally unconstitutional. So that, that's my take on it. Okay. Um, so we're debating about the filibuster. So let me go back to the design of our American governmental system. The framers of the Constitution did not intend for the filibuster to be a thing. This was created much later in the formation of this country. It is not in the Constitution. Many will argue that it's actually antithetical to the sentiment of the Constitution, which the sentiment of the Constitution is based on this ideology that says majority rule. And those were the ones who opposed the initial law created or the rule of the Senate chamber that said we need this filibuster. They said, no, that's actually adverse to the Constitution. Let's be clear, the filibuster is not some great savior to democracy. The filibuster is not some great barrier to one track going this way and another track going that way. We were able to operate for 180 years without a filibuster as a country. And when you look at the use of the filibuster, it is rooted in racial issues or massive social legislation. So here's one of the nuances of the filibuster that I'm gonna to bring to your attention, dear brother. The filibuster was used by Dixiecrats, Democrats, to keep lynching as an allowable practice. It was used by Republicans and some Democrats in order to stop legislation to advance civil rights in the United States of America. It has been used and I dare you to find a place in the historical construct of America where the filibuster was used as it relates to one of these social issues. And we said much later, whew, I'm so glad they used the filibuster. 
It has been used to stop progress. And let me also point out this factor. It's the, also, numbers, wait, wait. The, the numbers don't add up. So literally, we have a scenario where 41 US senators who can by math technically only represent one third of the population in America can effectively stop 100% of the legislation in the US Senate. That is not the sentiment of democracy. I think that is an antiquated system rooted in a relic that should be no more in this country. And if you agree that it should be in place because it develops democracy somehow, make that argument. I never said, I okay. never said that. I never said that, one. Number two, I said the the acts themselves were unconstitutional because they removed the power to run elections from the states, which is definitely in the constitution. It's in, it's there, it's written there that the states have the rights to run their own elections. Now, as I also said, there are some parts of both acts when they're put together that I have no problems with, like seeing donors to dark money. I don't have any problems with that. In some areas where they talk about different forms of ID, I think I have an issue with that depending on the forms of ID. Like I don't think it's correct that a guy, a person or a woman or a man who goes to a college for four years and uses a college ID to cast a vote in a place where he's only temporary living in. So there's some issues to aspects to the laws that you're trying to push through. The argument from me is not the argument of whether the filibuster is right or wrong. Because as I stated earlier in my conversation, Democrats have been against the filibuster when it disproportionately affected them. Republicans have been for the filibuster. So right. when it benefited them. Correct. So the argument about whether the historical, by the way, Strom Thurmond filibustered for 36 hours and not an hour and a half later did they pass the Civil Rights Act. So clearly the filibuster of just talking yeah, but, is but not okay. the really big problem. So Shelly, that's not the issue. So if we still did the filibuster that way, this would not be a big issue because at that time you literally had to stay in continuous engagement in the US Senate. That is no longer the case. Number two, let me correct you on one note when you said, that only states have the right to run elections based on the constitution. I'm gonna read the constitution to you. And I'm gonna let the constitution clear this up. Article one, section four, clause one says, the times, places and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives, etc. shall be prescribed in each state by legislature thereof. But, this is in the constitution brother, but the Congress may at any time by law, Make or alter such regulations. They, it's in yes. the Constitution. Right, but they can't alter. See, it's a very interesting point that you bring up. That's how we got to the first Voting Rights Act, because the Congress legislated to take away unconstitutional rules that states had put down. It didn't say that Congress can overrule the states unless the state's laws are already unconstitutional. So understand what you're reading to me only proves my point, my brother. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Does, it absolutely does. When you, when you make a blanket. Fact. When you make a blanket statement and you say, well, it's it's unconstitutional for the federal government to be involved in election laws, which by the way, many Republicans have said that. The the actual constitution says Congress may at any time by law alter such regulations. It doesn't get clearer than that, brother. It is, I just said it was. If okay. the state's law is already unconstitutional to, to I mean, it's already unconstitutional. Right. That's um, why you okay. got the voting rights. We got, we got the next show coming up. So I wanna make sure we get this point out. I actually agree with you on one point about Republicans and Democrats both playing this game. Um, I wanna remind everyone that Harry Reid, uh, who was the Senate Majority Leader, abolished 
uh, the filibuster for select administration post of President Obama. Uh, the same thing was done, Mitch McConnell did the exact same thing. So both sides literally have been hypocritical as it relates to this. My argument is outside of the framework of their partisan bickering. My argument is this, when the majority of America says, here's the legislation, here are the leaders we would like to elect in order to present legislation we believe in. That needs to be heard, it makes no sense to have a country where literally the minority of senators who by math will only represent a little more than one third of the population of America, will be able to stop 100% of all legislation in the country. That makes no sense at all. It's the Senate was designed as a deliberative body. The Senate the was filibuster designed, was not. The filibuster I, I was said, not. I said brother. the Senate. I said the Senate was designed as a deliberative body. So radical changes did not happen overnight simply because they you had a majority. They called Dr. radical. They said I, Dr. I, King I, was radical. Yeah, they said they said they said John Brown was radical. They said he was crazy. So that's not the conversation I'm going to have right now. The conversation I'm going to have with you is that if you want to push this Voting Rights Act, push it in a sensible way, and without taking away. Politico did a deep dive on the whole Voting Rights Act, and yep. they had three things that they asked people were most important on their mind for Voting Rights Act. You know what the number one answer was? None of the above. This idea that American public wants the Voting Rights Act to pass is not true. That's why the Democrats and Joe Biden let are me, only talking to let me space cite. by talking. No, you're going to tell me about. You're going to tell me a poll that shows people are interested in voting rights. Yeah. Everyone's interested in voting rights. Republicans are interested in voting rights. Yeah. Hence, stop the steal. That's voting rights. So yeah. the point is, if you ask a global question, you're going to get a global answer. But when you drill <laughs> down on it, right all now right. people are so people are not I, interested, interested in this legislation. Okay, let me tell you this, brother. First of all, the polling data does say that 68% of Americans are actually for. Voting rights reform in America. Also, everybody the is. Data, That's why you have stopped the steal. Hold on, brother. That's why allow you have me to steal. Allow me to respond so, to what you just yes, said. Um, yes, out of that, 52% of Americans believe that for the sake of the Voting Rights Act, we should eliminate the filibuster. They also, 51%. Of voters believe that we should do the same as it relates to the minimum wage, give it a fair up and down vote. And many of these individuals, Shelley, they aren't supportive of the legislation. They simply would like an up and down vote and it to be settled. All right. Listen, I don't mind an up and down vote. I don't mind an up and down vote. Okay, so but you're going to get an up you're going to get 50 50 in an up and down vote. No, you don't. And you deciding get the vice, vote yeah, you're going to get the vice. I said president 50 of the Senate. Right, so I said you're gonna get. So here's my point. Going back to okay. what you said about how we got 41 seconds, brother. I'm sorry, we got the next show. I got you. 41 percent of people should not be held up 100 percent. You're gonna have a 50-50 vote if you have up and down vote, and one person is gonna cast the winning ballot. So how could how is it fair if it's not fair for 41 percent to hold up legislation? <laughs> how could it be possibly fair for one person to cast the deciding vote? All my right. brother, God bless you. Happy New Year. God bless you, man. I know I know that makes a lot of sense in your your mind.